This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This week on The Breakup Breakdown. He introduces me to this girl. He's talking about her to me, like talking her up to me, like gushing about her. And I'm like, oh, this is a little weird. Well, then he turns to me one day and goes, this woman needs me. I'm going to break up with you and take care of her. Wait, what? We were only broken up for about a day and a half. He came back just saying, oh, I'm sorry, I screwed up. And I'm like, uh, what? what's going on here? I don't understand. Can I be honest? If the man I was married to, the father of my child, if he ran off with some girl I didn't know and then came crawling back, dude, it would take a hell of a lot of convincing to let him back in my life. Hey, what's up? It's Abby from The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode. But of course, if she didn't get back together with him, we wouldn't be here for another story where we get to hear about somebody's pivotal breakup story from their life and get to learn all the lessons along the way. If you're new here, that's what we do at The Breakup Breakdown. But the fun part is everything is submissions based. It could be your breakup. You could send in an anonymous tip about somebody's breakup that you've always been curious about, like, I don't know, somebody you follow on social media, whether it's an influencer or that girl you went to college with who broke up with her fiance out of nowhere. Whatever it is, you can send all those tips and submissions in the episode description. And as always, if you want to jump to a certain part of the interview, there are timestamps in the episode description. Hey, Heartbreakers, welcome back to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. So this week, I got a submission about a relationship that appears to have ended because a guy entered into another relationship with a woman who was also married. Sounds like it's going to be a good story, but before we get into it, let's give a shout out to this week's domestic violence shelter. If you're new here every week, we just give a little shout out to a different domestic violence shelter throughout the country. So you know how you can support if you want to. This week we're shouting out choices for victims of domestic violence in Columbus, Ohio. They have an emergency line and also a shelter that offers a safe refuge for victims and their children who are in immediate danger and have nowhere to go. So as always, you can check out those details in the episode description. Okay, so into this week's episode, I got a submission that was about a married couple that had been together for probably a decade, and then everything went down after they had their first child together. They're not together anymore, so they ended up breaking up, you know, at some point, but word on the street is that he is in a new relationship, and I guess the new woman that he's with was also married and then left her husband for him, and it just sounds like it's this one big crazy mess. I mean, I have to say, like, you better be damn sure that's your soulmate. That's the right person if you're going to leave the mother of your kid. And same for the woman, too. Like, you really have to feel like this is the right person if you are going to take that kind of chance. There are also rumors that there was infidelity with people that his wife knew. And there's just a lot of details that we need to get set straight on. So let's get into it when we break down this week's breakup. It's finally not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up. And let's make one thing clear. There is hibernation, Abby, and there is Summer Abbey. And Summer Abbey likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped to your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy. And you're probably like, ew, refrigerated meal. That must be so unhealthy and gross. No, I can confirm these are delicious. And they have so many different options like calorie smart, keto, protein plus, or vegan and veggie. You can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all 
all day long. You get chef prepared meals on the table in two minutes with Factor's ready to eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and you don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. It's so convenient. I have like grocery store ADHD. Anytime I go to like Publix or something, I'm buying everything. And then I come home with no meals. Whereas Factor, it's all the meal prep done for you. You've got 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel good week of meals ready to go, head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off. So we met on a um, massive multiplayer role-playing game, so MMORPG. We both are big gamers. Um, it was a game called City of Heroes, and we were, uh, I played a healer, he played a tank, and so we just started teaming up together and started talking from there and found out we are from the same area. Oh, cool. Okay, so like, tell me about your first date. Was it weird meeting up with someone that you pretty much just had like an internet relationship with at first? It was extremely weird. Um, I grow up in a family that's very careful about everything. So I thought my parents would freak out. And so I sort of didn't even mention it to them because I didn't want them to have a hissy fit about it all. So um, I suggested it actually. I was the one who initiated everything. I was like, because we were chatting for about a month or two. And I was just like, and we that's when I found out he was about 15 minutes away from me. And so I had suggested, hey, why don't we meet up at a restaurant and just sit down and have a discussion there. And he went for it. Uh, he was scared to death, too. We both met up at a TGI Fridays. It was a very awkward first date. Uh, he's a very quiet person, and I'm not. So I talked the whole time and he just sat there. <laughs> so I actually came off that first date just thinking that he disliked me a lot and that there wouldn't be anything. And then when I got home, we both got in the game again and he started chatting me up and said how much fun he had. And I was like, oh, okay, surprise. Well, if he had fun, how did you feel? Because it sounds like you were taking up most of the conversation. So you probably thought, well, of course you had a good time. I mean, I was entertaining you for the whole 45 minutes. <laughs> it was a weird mix. I He was so quiet, but I thought he was just probably the most gorgeous person I've ever met. I really love long hair and he had hair all the way down to his all to his butt it was just in gorgeous uh, perfectly straight hair and so I just kept looking I'm like wow this guy's really pretty he was just had an odd sense of humor he was uh, definitely more of a dark type guy uh, sort of broody sort of gave that vampire-y feel to him so I thought he was mysterious and so for me I was just like oh I want to get to know him more and get him to open up and be comfortable I figured he just was nervous and so I was like oh let me get him more and more comfortable and so I kept chatting with him and when we were at the date, like he, after we finished the date, we went outside and I'm used to just 
chatting up with someone even outside before departing for like an hour. And he kept looking at his watch. And that's the other reason I was like, oh, is he ready to like end it? And then later when we got on the game and chatted, he was like, oh, I have a... I have a uh, genetic skin cancer, so I'm not supposed to be outside. And that's why I was looking at my watch. I was like, oh, okay. So we just have, <laughs> so you're not uncomfortable with me. So from there, we just started dating um, from then on. It was just like, might as well. It, it was fun to chat and stuff. And then we actually spent more time together and he would open up, but he was still on the quieter side of things. Um, well, it sounds like a pretty lovely relationship. I mean, you sound like you were super attracted to this guy. Yeah, I was, I was super attracted to him. He, when we officially decided to be boyfriend and girlfriend, which was about a month in, he like sent me a dozen red roses with a little note saying that he was so excited that we're starting this relationship together. My family, uh, my parents were who I was living with, they were going to be sent, uh, to another state for a couple of years. And so we were about four or five months in, and that's when um, I didn't want to stay with my sister and brother. And so I uh, ended up moving in with him and his mother. So our relationship moved very fast. I can imagine moving in with someone and their mom is 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 pretty tense. So is that when things start to kind of take a turn or how does your relationship go up until the breakup? So we were pretty good at times. His mom was a little bit of a rough person to be around, but she ended up, me and her ended up growing close. I was the daughter she never had, but he and her had a very rough relationship. He, his whole childhood, he was sort of pushed back and forth between his parents. They got divorced when he was born and he just he lived with his mom. His mom was done with him, sent him to his dad. His dad got remarried, was done with him, sent him back to his mom. So he just never seemed to settle down. And so they always fought a lot. And so I felt like I was the intermediary trying to make sure everybody was happy. And so that's sort of the role I ended up taking on was more of a mothering, taking care of everybody role. And it seems like it worked out well for us. For years, we would just go off and we would have our, our time together. We would, uh, we're big nerds. So we gamed a lot. We, uh, went to Renaissance festivals was our big thing. Started only getting rocky when big things start happening. So for us, like the, me moving in was a big thing. It got a little rocky for a moment, but that's just the movement jitters. So. Talk to me about how all of that plays into you guys breaking up. Where does this yeah. all lead to in terms of like the relationship falling apart? So our first, big blow up was um, about four four years in, I want to say, four or five years in. We're getting to the point where he's going to propose to me. And I know he's going to propose. We always, we, we used to discuss it like, okay, about four or five years in, let's do a proposal. That's when it would be best. So we have time. I think he took that as a freak out moment. And so we were playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons with a group of friends and he introduced me. To, it was all um, online over the phone type stuff. And he introduces me to this girl over Skype who joins in and he's talking about her to me and just like talking her up to me, like gushing about her. And I'm like, Oh, this is a little weird. And he's like, Oh, she has a kid, this and that. And I'm like, okay. And I'm starting to get weird by, but by then I had been told constantly how jealous I am that I'm like, okay, don't be jealous. It's normal. He, it's just a friend. And so I keep trying to tell my, but then I keep getting that inkling in the back of my head. I'm like, this is just weird. And I even mentioned it to our other friends that we were hanging out with. And they're like, Oh no, don't worry. Well, then he turns to me one day and goes, this woman needs me. I'm going to break up with you and take care of her. Wait, what? I said, what? And he's like, yeah. 
yeah, he's like, she needs me right now. And I'm like, uh, what, what's going on here? I don't understand. And he's like, I need to figure out what's going on and stuff like that. And I said, oh, okay. And so I, we broke up and I went back to live with my sister, took all my stuff and, or took some stuff and went to my sister as fast as possible. And I had a freak out. I mean, it was extremely bad just crying all day for during the weekend. My ex-husband, husband, our boyfriend at that time, but uh, him, he texts me and he's like, he starts asking me when I'm going to come pick up my stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow, come on. You're not even giving me time to deal with this. And I'm talking to him and I send him a message. I'm like, dude, I don't want to deal with you at all. I'll figure out when I'm picking up my stuff. You And then I go through like a rant about you just took out or got rid of five years of our relationship for some random woman, this and that. And I, and I do, I have this freak out. And then he ends up calling me and he starts apologizing. Actually, I send that. And then the next day he ends up calling me and texting me and then calling again and apologizing because I finally answer saying, I screwed up. It'll never happen again. Let's get back together. And by then I just, I wanted it. I couldn't, I didn't have enough self-confidence myself and I wanted my relationship back. And um, so I had him come over and we went for a very, very long walk and discussed our relationship and what the problems there were and the communication I needed him to give me for us to get back together. And um, so we discussed it all and we got back together. Can you explain why he felt responsible for this woman? Like, was she leaning on him for financial support? Like, what was going on there? All I know of is that she mentioned that she was having problems in her life and she needed him to help her. And he felt like he needed to help her. And for some reason, I don't know why he had this feeling that he needed to be with her to help her. Gotcha. And none of it made sense to me. And I don't know exactly what went on for that day that we were, because we were only broken up for about a day and a half, what went on during that day and a half between him and her before he came back. Because yeah. like I said, he came back just saying, oh, I'm sorry, I screwed up. So I don't know if like he told her and she rejected him or what happened. Okay, but you guys ended up really. getting back together. So we get back together. Yeah. Is everything um, great after that? <laughs> yeah, we, we seem okay. We're in it. We're in an okay space again. We're we're back to being the happy-go-lucky couple that all our friends talk about, calling us mom and dad, that just being good again. And he ends up proposing that year. So then we get engaged. And then we're in budding planning and we're not having any issues there. We're, we're happy go lucky doing it all. We end up, uh, getting married at the Renaissance Festival and it goes smoothly. The next real large fight we have is on our honeymoon. We go to, uh, Disney World for our honeymoon because I'm a big Disney nerd and he really has never been. So I was like, Oh, let me show you my world, the happy place. Cause I figured that's what he needed. He needs to see happy joy because he's always been this broody, sad person. And so. I felt like my goal in our relationship was to find a way to make him happy. That was always what I wanted. Couldn't seem to figure it out. So, and so we got a fight at Disney World because he said it's not really his thing. He was getting frustrated. He just wants to go to the hotel. He wants to sleep. He's tired. And so we started fighting about that. Mm. Um, and then we get back and we were back into the swing of things and not having too many issues again. The next really big, bite comes along um, once I get pregnant. 
And that's three years later. What was the fight when you got pregnant about? Just he was stressed about becoming a father? Yeah, but there was some stresses of um, he was stressed about being a father, uh, even though he had we had talked about it and everything. It was a planned pregnancy and everything else. He was just nervous about being a father, if he was going to be able to afford it. He was also nervous about the idea that he was going to have to lose a lot of what he was doing because you can't game as much. You can't do some of your stuff anymore. We're not going to go to a convention while dealing with the baby type things and so he's getting annoyed about that but on top of it um, we were dealing with uh, moving from another apartment again and we were with his mom again we had moved back in with his mom and then we also ended up having um, our cat get diagnosed with cancer at the same time oh gosh so just like a bunch and of- so that was another big stress that had it was just like three big stresses at the same time yeah just a lot happened most of fighting was me trying to me me trying to wrap up and uh get everything organized for our move and him just sitting at the computer and me going can't you help me i'm pregnant trying to do all this and him ignoring me (laughs) you must you must have felt so abandoned i mean just because he physically you probably felt stranded alone emotionally having to deal with all that and that was what it was it was it hit the point where he just was always grumpy and unhappy and so i sort of just left him to his own we had a three bedroom apartment he liked to hang out in what was going to be the future baby room but it had his computer in it so he would just close the door and ignore me constantly (laughs) and so i just went about my own dealing with it my own way and taking care of uh, the household and dealing with work and like he me and his mom would hang out some but yeah it was sort of my own little world it was I I felt like I was more attached to my cat to our cat than I was to him (laughs) he was with me way more I was like yeah he was never around I'm like okay It's the most relatable thing I've ever heard. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, with you and your cat. That was what it was, me and my cat. We were always together. And I'm like, okay. Was he just kind of like, you know, pretty uh, throughout the entire pregnancy? Or does once the baby come, does he kind of straighten up? Uh, He doesn't. Once we hit the point of I go into labor, I'm getting ready for work. And because I was going to get ready to change my, uh, it was going to be my last day of work. And I was going to take a week off before having my baby. I was so excited to have a week off. My daughter decided differently. I uh, was getting ready for work and I uh, started having some tractions and my water broke. I sent a text to my, my ex-husband while he's uh, at work and I'm like, I think I'm going into labor. And he's like, you think you're going into labor? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And he's like, well, are you timing your stuff? Are you timing your contractions? I'm like, dude, I'm in so much pain. I don't know what numbers are at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I'm in pain. He's like, well, you have to time. No. <laughs> I'm like, I'm on the floor crying. You figure out what my good times are if you want to. You come. And he's like, do you really want me to come home? I'm like, yeah, that would be the idea. Oh, gosh. And so he comes home and he sees me and he goes, yeah, I guess we should go to the doctor. I'm like, thanks. And so we, we get to the doctor and we try it. We park and get in and the hospital staff, a pain. They, they're at the point of like, are you sure you're in labor? You're not having them really fat. Those contractions really fast. I'm like, dude, just, just admit me. And so we fight a little bit on that, me and them. And then I get there and finally get settled down. And my, I have my, I call my mother because she's supposed to be there with me because my ex-husband I know is not good. It emergency situations or medical things. My biggest fear was he was going to pass out. Um, 
<laughs> he's just that kind of person. While my mom, she was training to be like a nurse in the in the military and stuff, so she knows the world. <laughs> She's had three of us, so like I sent her a text and was like, "Mom, uh, yeah, having the baby," and so she came um, to hang out with me while my ex was there. Uh-huh. While my ex gets annoyed because I have my mom there to help me with stuff, and he really doesn't want to be there to help out either. So he ends up calling his best friend to come hang out with him <laughs> in the hospital with us. <laughs> I mean, it's like the yeah, I was like. Yeah, so they end up hanging out, like, luckily it's a big hospital room, but they hang out just in the corner by the chair. <laughs> <laughs> While you were, like, actively in the worst. In labor. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My mom's holding my hand, going through, like, okay, contractions coming. Well, he's just, like, hanging out, shooting the breeze. <laughs> okay. But, I guess this is how it is. <laughs> you have been talking about your daughter in the active sense, so I'm assuming, like, the birth goes well, you have your baby, yep. and then um, talk to me about those early stages and like did he end up acclimating to fatherhood at all so this is where i sort of had feeling that things were going to go really bad was because of after i gave birth to her we get settled into the post post room area and um and we have her now with us. And my ex-husband looks at me, his his family comes and visits her. I had her really early in the morning. So, but they, my family comes, his family comes. Mom gets there and then she's getting ready to leave. And my ex-husband goes, I want to go home. I'm tired. I want to stay here. And he goes home. Oh my gosh. And he just leaves me for the night with my baby, <laughs> with our baby. <laughs> So he didn't really attach to her at all, is what you're telling no. me. No, he uh, he came back the next day with the car to come pick us up. <laughs> was, How did that make you feel? Was, I mean, were you kind of used to it at that point to where you're like, oh, of course he's acting this way? Or did that like really sting? I, it, that one hurt more than most because part of me in the back of my brain constantly had this idea for the 10 years we were together that, hey, he's going to step up and be a good dad that he just hasn't had that family life, that I'm giving him that family life that he's always wanted. And when he just was like, no, and just, I'm like, oh, I didn't know you're going to be this kind of person. So when you say the family like, life he always wanted, this was something he envisioned, like he kind of wanted to yeah. ruin his childhood in a way? He, well, he never wanted his childhood because he was abandoned a lot. He always wanted my childhood because I had that very close-knit Brady Bunch family. We went everywhere together. We spend all the time together. I mean, we would every we would see my family twice a week, every week. We're just always together. I mean, my mom is my best friend. And so he would point at it and he would be like, I want that. And so I wanted to give him that. I tried to acclimate him with my family, but he always had a little bit of issues getting along with my parents and stuff. They they didn't mind him, but he was very quiet in, in a loud family that doesn't work well. So I was like, okay, I'm giving him this now. So he has his own. Gotcha. I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm hearing from the tone in your voice that this guy kind of never really gets it together in terms of like being the father that he said he was going to be. Yeah, it became, it got harder and harder. I mean, that's sort of when I knew I was going to be parenting a lot of this alone. I didn't know really how much alone now, but I had, I figured we would still be together, but that would be taking on most of the parent duties. But um, I, I didn't realize we'd be step, we would be divorced. So how does the divorce happen? Do you just get so sick of him not taking so, responsibility or what happened? So the divorce happened about two months after we have, we have our child. He starts chatting with a friend from high school and she is going through a rocky relationship with her husband 
they've been friends forever. Um, she had reached out because she has a 10-year-old daughter. Um, she lives in the basement. Her husband lives upstairs sort of thing. So they've been sort of almost in a separation. And she's desperate because she hasn't worked in, I don't even know how long, eight years or more. And is only taken care of by him. And she was having trouble figuring out how is she going to move out, where is she going to live, and things like that. And they were chatting on a video game about this. And then um, he comes to me about it. And we're and so then we're starting to go back and forth about how we can help her get out of her situation. And that's when I had suggested maybe she could come and do some nannying for my, uh, with my our daughter for like a day or two at least while I'm working from home because I was getting overwhelmed anyways, um, trying to balance work and taking care of her. But he was very against it, which was a little weird. Well, as I'm growing more and more doing the mom role, taking care of our daughter and trying to work full time. And so by the time, you know, eight o'clock hits, I take our daughter to bed and he's staying up all night talking to her, this girl. And they start talking over many day, many months. I caught him one day when he was watching our daughter. I came home from work and he was FaceTiming with our daughter with her. And I thought that was really awkward because I was like, why does she need to meet her and stuff like that? And he started to also push away. He started telling me that he was unhappy all the time. And I was like, well, it's hard to adjust to being a father now. And so I start trying to do more and more work. I'm like, okay, I'll make sure I clean the house. I take care of the kid. I'll make the dinner. Nothing. He doesn't have to worry about anything. And he's still telling me he's unhappy. And so then I'm like, oh, maybe you just need time with your friends. So I start making sure he has every Friday night to go out with the boys and things like that. And he's still just like, I'm still unhappy. I'm like, I don't know what else I can do. <laughs> I'm literally trying everything I can think of. I'm getting the sense that we're going to run into a situation where this woman he's been talking to, I'm assuming this is going to end up in some kind of cheating situation. Yep, tell, tell me what happens here. That year, I... I I noticed he's still talking to her. He's doing all this stuff. I'm suggesting like couples counseling, just trying to figure out how to fix this relationship. I go off with my family and our daughter to California to visit family. And when I get back, he's all grumpy and having issues with me some more. And then that's when I find out, I, I start figuring it out. I mean, I'd probably put blinders on for a while, but I, I looked at him finally and I said, are you having an affair? Like, is this more than what you're telling me? Because he's talking about this girl to me constantly. That's the other thing. All the time, just her problems, what she's going through mental health wise, like just everything. And I'm like, I know this girl almost better than I know most people. Now. And I asked that and he was like, no, no, I'm not having an affair. So we get into a little bit of a fight because I'm not believing it. And he's like, no. And we'll, and then he's like, yeah, let's go to couples counseling. We'll take care. Of it. We'll, we'll figure this out. Well, we go to bed and the next day I come home from work and he turns to me and he goes, I had to leave work early. I was crying all day. I have something to tell you. And that's when he tells me that, yes, he's been having an affair with her and he's in love with her. Whoa. So the guilt really ate at him. Yeah, I guess it finally got to him. Because, <laughs> he, yeah, he finally, he, he let it out. I guess he just needed me to confront him about it. <laughs> and so he told me and I looked at him and I said, um, well, can you end it then? Because we can start working on counseling. We can fix this. I wasn't ready to let go of our marriage. And he says, no, I'm in love with her. And I said, well, then it's her or it's me and your daughter because I'm I'm not going to put up with this. And that's when he turned to me and he was like, it's her. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> what details did and, he give you about the affair? How long had it been going on? Like, what, what did he tell you? So I don't think they've 
were actually physically together. I think it was all emotional affair, but he had grown into falling for her and he had he was talking to her every night, um, texting her constantly, and uh, his plan was to move her in. Wow. And he wanted to move her in right away. And I, and he's like, you and you and our daughter can stay here, but I'm going to move her in. And I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how this works. <laughs> <laughs> you, left, you have to go somewhere. You can't. You, well, that's why I wanted to get kick him out, but we were living with his mom. Oh, and so, oh. yeah. So I thought his mom would kick him out, truth be told, because she liked me better. But it didn't work out that way. <laughs> okay, well, t- talk to me about that. His mom is just allowing all of this to happen? The day that he came out and told me he was done, she took him for a long walk and right after. And they had this long discussion. I have no idea what was talked about. But he came back and he still told me that he was done. His mom was crying at that time. She was so upset. She's like, I don't get this. That makes no sense to her. And I had just, I, I pulled his mom aside. I gave her a hug. I apologized that this happened to her because it's not fair to either one of us. And I also mentioned that I think he's going to try to move her in right away. Hold your line. Don't let him do it. Wow. And she's like, no, I'm not going to do it. Did she move in? <laughs> yep. Okay. So part of our divorce was well, when we started where we live, we have to do a year of separation if you have a child, which is annoying. As part of our separation, I pretty much took him aside and I said, if you want our child uh, to even see you and stuff, I do not want that woman living there. I don't want our daughter around her. I'm not comfortable. I want, I, I need to meet her. Um, I want you to be dating for at least six months. But part of it was I have to meet her and have a chat with her because he had given me so much background with this woman. I was very nervous about having our daughter around her just from previous issues she's had he so he was able to hold off her moving in and helped find her apartment and fund it while she was dealing with her divorce from her husband oh so they both left i mean he left you yeah he left me and she she and him were already having some issues but that was like they finally once she found out she found a way to get a apartment i think that's when she finally was like okay i'm leaving now gotcha because she was trying to find a place to live um and somebody to fund it okay yeah no, she's one smart cookie. I'll give her that. Yeah. So they so, moved in together uh, into their own separate apartment and... He never moved in with her. Oh, so he's just paying for her to live there. So he moves in. So he still lives with his mom and he buy and he's paying for an apartment for her while his mom pays for their place. Okay, gotcha. And she's visiting and stuff like that, but she's not allowed to visit on the days that my daughter's over there and stuff like that. And then about, oh gosh, four months into their relationship, he drops the big bombshell at me and says she's pregnant <gasps> yeah oh. I just burst into laughter I thought it was the funniest thing <laughs> like, and so, like, clarify the timeline on this how long had they been together at this point from the affair time or from when they started dating <laughs> well I guess Actually just like dating. like period like what's the like they've known each other essentially for like what three months at this point six months uh yeah we're, we're hitting about six months they've been together now we're still in the separation we're not even divorced yet oh god um, yeah and she's pregnant she's pregnant and are you pissed are you angry like what are you feeling it started with just laughter and i couldn't help it because the way he treated me while i was pregnant and the way he treated me when we had our child was so terrible that i'm like well shoot this girl's gonna get to see the worst of my ex-husband first because he's an awful father Do you know, like, if he was expecting that, like, was it a surprise? I'm assuming it's a surprise. 
There's no way it could have no, been. it was a surprise. How he, did, how he, he was he? trying to talk her out of being pregnant. So he, I know it's a surprise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was all an accident. And he was miserable. He was so grumpy because he, he was telling me this. And it's just, you could see the, like, tears in his eyes, the anger. And like I said, I, I was laughing. I was like, all I said is, wow, you screwed up. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, but she, and she keeps the baby. She keeps the baby. Okay. She wants the baby. Okay, interesting. And does their relationship continue? Their relationship does continue. Um, they stay together. Still no move in or anything like that. They end up, she has the baby. He ends up, he, so he's still taking care of her and the baby, but he's not living there with them. Gotcha. That's so interesting. Really odd. So this is still within but, the one year separation? Like that was your... No, they, they had the baby right... Uh, I mean, he could have lived with her at any time. <laughs> I don't know why he never lived with her, truth be told. Are they still together? No. First off, they tried to fake an engagement because she wanted to anger me. That was her goal. I, she felt insulted by me because I didn't want our daughter around her and taking care of her. And so then they faked an engagement about a year into their relationship. He told me later it was fake because uh, once they broke up, he was like, yeah, she just said I should do it. Because I, I thought it was so weird he hadn't told any of his friends or his mom or anything that they were engaged. About a couple of months later, I only find out that they broke up because me and my ex had to go to an event for our daughter together. And I'm like, oh, how's she doing and this and that? And he's like, oh, uh, we're done. And I was like, what happened and stuff? And he's like, well, she's just using me. And I said, well, duh. And he said, she decided that through therapy and stuff that she is asexual. She's an asexual arrow, which means that she doesn't want to do anything physically at all. No kissing, no nothing. Oh, and yeah. And that if he wanted to move in with her, I mean, think about it, though. He's still paying for the place completely. He's paying for everything. They could, but they would be in a roommate capacity. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to make a wild generalization based off of everything I've heard. I am going to assume, this is my opinion, I feel like she was looking for a, a, a means of financial support that wasn't a conventional job. How do you feel about that observation? That is correct. That is the correct observation. That's the one I had made to him. From the beginning, when we were dealing with a fight during our breakup, I turned to him and said, from everything you've told me, she's le her ex-husband or her husband at the time is leaving her and she has no one to take care of her. She wants somebody to take care of her. And the one time I dealt with this woman, she pretty much told me the same thing. Not in the best, I mean, in a roundabout way, but she told me that in her first Marriage in her marriage with her husband, she had gotten pregnant when they first started dating, just like she did with mine. Then he married her, and then he dealt with her financially for when the, while they were together. Oh my god! She never had to work, and then she literally just did the exact same thing with my ex-husband, except she didn't choose very well because my ex-husband won't take care of the kid much, while her ex-husband is like an exemplary father who takes care of his child Aww. and on top of it her ex-husband made really really good money while I was the breadwinner in my relationship so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like if you're looking at him for financial gain and you're seeing what he had most of that was paid for by me so uh, you lost out on that <laughs> I think that's what she sort of figured out oh my gosh well it's I mean even though this whole thing is 
really like fucked up kind of sad too I, I honestly have like a lot yeah. of like, like sadness for her that clearly felt like she didn't have the autonomy to be able to like be independent financially in any other capacity other than this way and I, I there's portions where I feel bad for her I mean I forget for what she did and I know why she did it I can't ever feel really bad for her but that's just more the capacity of it's not that she took my husband away it's more that she won't let my daughter and her son have any relationship and that hurts me more than anything oh and you want them to because obviously like he shares half of the genes that she has yeah it's her half brother i don't think i'm gonna have any more kids so my daughter's it and i grew up with siblings and that close family and so i want her to have that too and he is her half brother oh my god that's heartbreaking yeah and i send them always like i send a birthday present every year to them and a christmas present for two both of them and stuff like that i want to gain that relationship and i've asked her many a time and she's just like no she wants nothing to do with me or my daughter. Why do you think she wants nothing to do with you? She just thinks that it'd be easier to keep you at a distance because you also had a relationship with her child's father. I don't. So part of it is because I think me and her fought when I didn't want her spending time with my child back in the beginning because I had said some things to her. I said, I just don't trust you around her right now. I had offered her to set see my to watch my child with his mom i just didn't want her alone with her gotcha (laughs) so that's perfectly fair i mean well a because she was the woman that your husband left you for essentially um i think anybody would have normal skepticism about that person but also like it's your child you get to dictate who they get to be around yeah and it was just there was a just a safety factor from stuff that she had sent from her previous marriage to me that i was like okay nope (laughs) while we were dealing stuff and so i just I didn't trust her then, and so now, and she's one of those people who it's an all or nothing type thing. She uh, cuts off people really easily. It's her way of doing things, because she did the same, uh, her and her mom had gotten a fight while she was pregnant, because her mom was upset that she was pregnant with a married man's child, and they had gotten a fight, and she cut off her mom completely, and she's cut off my ex-husband's mother completely, because my ex-mother-in-law does, didn't accept her right away, so... Oh, my ex-mother-in-law never gets to see the other child either. So. Oh, God. I really feel for her because you were close with her at a time. So, I mean, I know that you uh, know that she's struggling. It, it's hard because she always just wanted that. She wanted a daughter-in-law and that family and stuff. And she's willing and she's there. And if the, if the other woman would just take the chance, she would know that. My, my ex-mother-in-law would be there for her. Well, how have you been since all this has gone on? Because, I mean, this is a really... I mean, things didn't seem amazing, but I mean, for the most part, it seems like you had a pretty solid relationship with this guy. And then it almost seems like fatherhood really shook him up. So how have you been handling all of this since it ended? I, I'm i doing really well comparatively. It feels like I, I felt like I was within that relationship out of fear of being alone more than anything else. My, my ex throughout our relationship would be like, would, constantly change his attitude with me of being like oh we're together oh um you're annoying me we, I, you should just leave or I'm just gonna leave type thing and then we get into these little arguments constantly and so by the end I was it was I was nervous to even say anything to him all the time I, it was this walking on eggshells feel where I'm like do I even put up a complaint on anything especially while right after I had our daughter I was getting no sleep because I was doing all the nighttime with her and so I almost passed out at work and my doctor was like why don't you ask your husband to step up and I'm like no he'll leave 
I'm in a much happier place because I, I moved, me and my daughter moved back in when he told us to leave uh, with my family. And my parents, like I said, we have this very close relationship. My dad is the king of all dads. My daughter actually gets to see a good role model <laughs> and how it should be. And we have this taking care of each other. So I, I never feel like I'm alone. Well, that's good. And my brother and my niece also live with us. So she has almost like a sister. Okay, so, so you are getting that relationship just kind of in a different way yeah. that you expected within your family. It's almost like, I mean, it's so cliche to be like, well, it really seems like this situation brought you guys closer together because of the adversity. But like, for real, I think, you know, it seems like this has really tied you guys together in a weird, really like fucked up way. Yeah, it, it, it really brought us all together. And it, it it just shows that, I mean, you can really depend on your family, especially if you have a really good one. <laughs> At that, I'm working a job I love. I'm The only thing it made me a little bitter towards is relationships. I, I tried to date. Um, I did a one long-term, one-year relationship with an old buddy of mine, and I didn't have that spark. And I said, ah, I'm happier alone with just me and my father. <laughs> <laughs> so when you say it's made you bitter towards relationships... Tell me how that played into the into the last one you had. Like, did you feel like maybe you had to be with someone who felt safe because the last relationship kind of pulled the rug out from under you? Yeah, I kept trying to find someone who was more interested in me than I was in them because I always felt like I was chasing after my ex. And so I wanted the opposite. I was like, I'm going to be the one that needed all the time. But I also found that I still fall into certain roles and am a people pleaser. And I ended up starting to do that in my relationship again, where I was giving in a lot to things. And I just don't like being that person. So until I can figure out how to stop doing it, <laughs> it's easier to be on my own. <laughs> so what do you think you should be looking for in your next partner? Like, have you talked to a therapist about that? Like, how, what, what kind of things do you think you want in your next person? I have no idea. That's the issue. I don't even know who, what type of person I want. Cause I really went for like an opposite person. Cause the one I went for this time was very, he's a hand me, handyman type guy. He knew how to fix things. My ex never knew how to fix anything. He was very needy and affectionate, like would go out anywhere. I tell him to while my ex was a home buddy and still, I just never could figure it out. It's hard to find. And it seems honestly impossible. Like finding someone who's both, equally challenging for you as a person to where you get those butterflies around them, but is yeah. it like actually unsafe to be with like emotionally or physically? Yeah. I think I need somebody who almost is a take charge type person. I think that's what I'm missing. Every man I've been with is very submissive type style guys who do what I say type thing a lot or, or run away type things. I want somebody who actually can be like, let's do this, have have their own ideas. Yeah, I just, it would be really nice for me not to make every plan out there. <laughs> just just plan one date, something like that. I, I've always been the one to plan everything. So. Hey, just a singular date, please. God, just yeah, one. Have, have an idea. <laughs> like, don't just give in or... So yeah. I mean, what what have you really taken from this experience? Like when you look back and you try to find the silver lining, what is that for you? Silver lining. I mean, it, it was a great relationship for the first part. I, I knew what love is. I truly had true love for him. And I think it just, it really, I, I, I grew a lot of friendships out of it. And I'm still very close with his mother. So I have those relationships. So I never regret it. I just, parts of me just looks back and I go, 
man, I made a lot of excuses for this man. <laughs> I just wish I hadn't all the time. So your biggest regret is making excuses for him. When was the first time you noticed when you like look back, like what was the first pattern that you noticed that you're like, damn, I'm really giving this guy a lot of chances that I probably shouldn't. He got into an argument with me when we were setting up a computer. We were setting up his gaming computer and he was getting frustrated with it because he's not very, like I said, he's not good with setting up anything more my world. And he's trying to get it done. And he just starts yelling at me randomly. I'm trying to get this done. Listen, he's just having this flip out. And as he's moving some cords around, he has one of those uh, Himalayan salt can- uh, warmers above him. And he moved the cord and the candle just slams him in the head. Oh. And I was like, look, karma. <laughs> but I kept making the excuses of like, oh, he's just annoyed because he's doing the computer stuff. But he would just get angry all the time. And he would take it out on me. And it was, it was never anything I was doing. I would just sit there and apologize. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and you made excuses for him because you were just... Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I shouldn't be bothering him so much or, oh, maybe he needs, maybe I should help him with this or a lot of my excuses were always with my family when we go visit my parents because he would just go in the corner and hang out on his phone while I was hanging out with the family. And I would always say, oh, you know, he's just a quiet person. Oh, he came from a family that's not used to interaction like this. <laughs> it was always constantly. If you could give one final piece of advice or like words of wisdom to the audience, what would you want them to know about what you've taken from this experience? I guess the whole action speak louder than words type thing that people do, because he kept showing me with his actions when he broke up with me the first time, the way he would argue and hide in the corner that he didn't want really me there. He didn't want our relationship. He would tell me constantly, I love you. Oh, I'm here for you. And tell me, oh, I want a baby. Oh, I want to get married. But Every action he had after that showed the contrary. So I wish I had noticed like his body language and how he was reacting to things more than anything else. Because truth be told, I wish I sort of had left him while I was pregnant. I feel like it would have been easier to have moved in with my family and they would have taken care of me while I was doing my pregnancy and stuff. Well, that would have been really scary. I mean, I mean, to leave somebody to leave your husband, A, is intimidating, but B, then to leave him and know that you're accepting being a single mother. Yeah, but in that, but I, I feel like already by my pregnancy, I had known he, I was going to end up almost in a single mother lifestyle. <laughs> and so I, I, I guess I wish I had those, that got to just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Versus so, the fear of being a single mom. Cause it's not that bad, but that's if you have a good, like I said, tribe to help you out. <laughs> if you had to give yourself a pep talk in that phase of your life, like if you were going to look at your pregnant self who was sitting there, contemplating, should I leave this man? I feel like I should leave this man. What would you tell her? I would tell her, your family's here for you. They're going to take care of you. You've got this. You're stronger than this. He's nothing. He's not worth it. Being loved only 50% of the time isn't worth a relationship. And that, I used to tell myself that all the time. I would go through these statistics. I'd be like, oh, we're about 75% good, 25% bad right now. But during my pregnancy, I knew we were getting worse and worse, and I could feel it. But I kept just saying, oh, it's pregnancy hormones. That's why my numbers are changing and stuff. So that pep talk of you really need to believe in what you know in your gut, that this is not right. It's not good for you, that you're miserable. And I was. I was crying constantly just because I felt alone. I mean, it sounds miserable. So props to you for getting through all that. And thank you for coming on and, and telling me everything that went on and like also 
you know, the incredible stuff that you learned along the way. Cause it's relatable, man. I mean, so many people would, would rather not be alone and sometimes it's better to be alone. Exactly. It, it, being alone is not as scary as most people think. And also it, it, it's better to be alone than be miserable in a relationship. Also that trust your gut instinct. Cause, um, I deal with right now, a lot of what I do is helping other people through being, uh, going through cheating relationships a lot. And all of them start with that same instinct I had of, I think this person's cheating, and then they try to ignore it. Mm. It's just believe in it. Use that gut instinct. It probably is happening. I know you don't want to blow up that fake world you have in your head, but it's better to just know. We're going to be breaking down this episode on Thursday with therapist Jessica Ann Pressler, where she's going to be giving her thoughts on the whole situation and providing some awesome perspective on how we can make sense of all of this from a psychological standpoint. I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.